Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Aldi is one of the very few supermarkets in this country which publishes its annual results. Their financial year numbers for the past year show that sales were up 1.1% to 2 billion euros, but pre-tax profits were down a whopping 56% to 17 million euro. The supermarket says that planning delays continue to hamper the rollout of new stores around the country, but their expansion will continue anyway. Niall O'Connor is the chief executive of Aldi Ireland and is a rare visitor to radio studios, but made an exception for us today. Good morning, Niall. Morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. Gosh, your profits took a walloping last year, didn't they? Uh, They did indeed. And look, uh, our profits in 2022 reflect the fact that we are steadfastly supporting our customers and have done since we came to Ireland. And we, we don't need to think back that far to early 2022 when we were basking in inflation levels mm. of 1%. But by the end of the year, that had moved to 15%. And look, Is that 15% food inflation in a single year? Yeah, yeah. and that, that is, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, really unprecedented. It's so we, 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 we uh, immediately uh, began communications with our supply base. I think that was really important. We wanted to understand what the makeup of that was. And uh, we have over 330 suppliers in Ireland, so we were pretty much on the phone straight away. We tried to mitigate as much as we can by understanding what was causing such massive inflation so quickly. And I think everybody's familiar now with things like energy, raw material inputs, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, wages. Wage price spiral. Everything spiralled. And I think there isn't a business, a company or a household up or down the country that wasn't impacted over the last 12 and 18 months. Um, So that was our first port of call. The second port of call then was to uh, having paid more for the goods that we were going to put on our shelves, um, albeit mitigating what we were going to pay. Mm. We then rode in behind our customers. I mean, we are the champions of price in Ireland. and Does that uh, mean that you basically swallowed... uh, Profits that you might have enjoyed on the same product lines that you kind of said, okay, we're going to have to slash that to keep the price relatively stable. Yeah, effectively, we paid our suppliers more. We we tried to mitigate what we had to pay more by working in partnership to find better supply chain routes and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we then did was we didn't always pass on what we had paid for the goods to the customer in totality. In some cases, we didn't pass it on at all. Hence Uh, the 56% dive in profits. Correct. Okay. Also, there was a huge jump to own label uh, products, not just in Aldi, but across the board. Yeah. And look, um, I think if we go back to before, our, uh, before Aldi came to Ireland, private label, as it's now, as it's now known, was mm. non-existent. I mean, the share of the market was pretty much zero. We and remember Yellow Pack, you and I. Uh, we were. We can remember that because we're old enough. But um, you know, if you, if you look at what's happened now, well over 50% of what consumers buy in groceries in Ireland is now private label. Wow. And I think Aldi has led the charge there in terms of really convincing customers that there is no compromise. You can have brand quality or better. That's interesting a fraction because, of the, because the, the big branded products will say, listen, you're, you're falling off a cliff in terms of quality if you don't buy our brands. But you're saying that it has taken 15 years, but now the Irish customer recognises that it doesn't need to be the expensive brand. Yeah, and look, the Irish customer, I think, is well in tune with the discount um, uh, uh, business model now, understanding that we source locally. Over 50% of what we buy now comes from 330 suppliers, north, south, east and west in Ireland. Mm. And they understand that Irish producers really create some fabulous products. And um, there is no compromise in quality. And because it's got a different label or a different branding, um, and of course, that 
great quality with a much, much significant uh, lower price ticket is, is really what the consumer is looking for, particularly now. Um, did it help that you're not part of a listed company that had the pressure of quarterly returns to enable you to make those, to swallow those losses? Yeah, look, we will always put price before profit. That's, that's what our consumers expect. Um, and we take a medium view. Uh, and so we've taken a long-term, medium and long-term view, particularly in terms of our store expansion. So we've made some pretty aggressive statements in terms of how we want to expand our estate. We've 160 stores. We think we could add another 50, and we're really ambitious to do that. Um, but and we planning, continue, we but con- planning has held you up. Well, let's listen, be we continue to do that throughout 2022. And um, from a planning point of view, it has caused us some frustrations, I would say. Mm. Um, uh, it, it's reasonable to say that we work, uh, it's an expensive process, so we work really closely with the local authorities. Generally, we can we can find solutions in, in appropriate locations and appease the requirements of local communities. Um, I, I mean, as an aside, we are, we are constantly getting contacted by communities saying, when will your planning be through? When, when will you be opening a store? This is from ordinary shoppers. The ordinary shoppers, ordinary people uh, uh, up and down the country. Coot Hill is a great example where we're getting contacted di- exactly contacting daily. Uh, Castle Comer, another one where we're really ambitious to open stores, and the planning process generally is is too slow. Now, who but, who is, yeah? What's behind this planning delay? Because we've had so many people on this show complaining about planning delays, and we've spoken to the planners. Um, so is it not enough planners in the system or is it NIMBYs, the not in my backyard crowd, or is it perhaps competition that don't like uh, a large Aldi store coming in their neighbourhood? Yeah, look, my, my take on this is because we engage uh, so well and so closely with the local authorities, generally speaking, uh, we can we can get positive decisions from the local authorities. And look, sometimes you have challenges in terms of um, your neighbours, but we want to work with sustainably with our neighbours to make sure that the development is a positive one. Mm. The challenge is that many, if, if not most, of uh, decisions that we get are appealed to the board uh, on board Planola. Yeah. And um, as you say, sometimes uh, that can be a neighbour that's a little dissatisfied with something, and I'm sure we can work that through in other situations. In fact, many situations, it is competition, mm. uh, our competition who are Rival doing Rival retailers. Yeah, exactly, because... What we do know, and uh, it, it really um, encouraged us just to undertake a piece of work earlier this year with Professor Anthony Foley, just yeah. to understand this isn't just a business issue, this is a consumer issue for us. Yeah, no, we because, had him on the show talking about this. Yeah, mm. because you, we, we can't open stores as quickly as we want. And it's clear, I mean, if we just, what we discussed earlier was mm. the fact that there's a move from brands to private label. Mm-hmm. Consumers are looking for that value. And they're looking for the value that Aldi brings. And of course, if you can delay that through a, a planning process that isn't quite functioning as it should at the board level, then, um, of course, that's success because you're preventing competition in the market. Um, we heard yesterday from the retailers lobby group, RG Data, they were saying that a new higher minimum wage, uh, as well as the pensions, auto enrolment and all that, is going to cost a lot of retailers a lot of money. Um, are you feeling that as well? Um, not really, I would say, because we're in the positive position, Joe, where we um, are market leading in terms of pay. 
Uh, we've always subscribed to the pay? living wage. What's your minimum wage? Well, min- are, are, we're, we're absolutely aligned with the um, living wage, so mm-hmm. thirteen eighty-five this year. And okay. of course, we've already gone out and publicised that we'll match that next year as well. It's moving to fourteen fourteen eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, together with benefits, we are market leading, and we've always paid sick pay and so on. So uh, in that context, it's no additional cost for us. We we believe that we need to look after our employees. They work hard. They're very loyal, mm-hmm. and uh, we want to compensate them accordingly. You have about 25% of the market between you and Lidl. Correct. Could you see that going beyond a third of the market in the next five years? Well, I'm not sure uh, exactly whether it would go to 33%, but Mm. certainly there's an appetite. And if you look at um, areas like Dublin, for example, where we're concerned, the grocery market in in Dublin is about 30% of the the country's grocery market. And we're represented with just 16% 16% of stores so we there's room for, for manoeuvre there it's for that reason I came out early this year and said listen guys we, we really really want to expand quickly as quickly as we can in Greenfield Dublin. and Brownfield yeah, we, we will look at anything and look if there are listeners this morning that have got options for us then we're, we're, we're really pleased to hear about and it what's your minimum square footage or square meterage that you would need to have for an Aldi store yeah w- one of the things we try and do is to build a standard format that is where our efficiencies come from the, mm-hmm. the efficiencies we're well known for so we're looking for a 1,315 square metre footprint, probably mm-hmm. 120 uh, to 150 car parking spaces. So that's about an acre and a half to two acres. Okay. Oh, well, best of luck with your expansion, Niall. And thank thank you. you very much for joining us here in the studio. That, that is Niall O'Connor, the Chief Executive of Aldi Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.